0: It's Amy's Table, A Girl's Guide to Living, with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. Laura Shapiro was a columnist at The Real Paper in Boston before beginning a 16-year run at Newsweek, where she covered food, women's issues and the arts, and won several journalism awards. Since then, she's been writing and speaking widely on culinary history. And her field of expertise, according to Laura, is basically women and cello. And it hasn't changed much over the years, so she likes to think her analysis has deepened. Her books include Perfection Salad, Something from the Oven, Julia Child, and most recently, What She Ate, Six Remarkable Women and the Food That Tells Their Stories. And Laura's joining me today on Amy's Table. Laura, welcome. I'm so happy to talk to you today. Thank
1: you. It's very nice to be here.
0: You know, I loved this book. And I I (laughs) wish I could say that I could read every book that came on the show or came across my desk, but I obviously can't. But this one I read audibly. I listened to Audible (laughs) cover (laughs) to cover, and I'm going back through it the second time because I'm lucky enough to be interviewing you at a program here in Cincinnati uh, later this spring. But what... An interesting book, and I I loved your introduction to the book, which, as we were discussing, you recorded about what your how you got to where you got with these women and and the dead, and how they spoke back to you in your mind and all of that. Can you give us just a, a quick approach to how you decided to write this book and how you picked your candidates?
1: Sure. Well, what happened uh, with this book was the one I had written just before was a short biography of Julia Child. And, you know, if you're familiar with Julia at all, you can just imagine what bliss it was to be working on her life. She, she, She was exactly the person that she seems to be on television. She really was that person, so interesting, so funny, so smart. And for a biographer, she's somebody who kept every piece of paper that ever passed through her hands. Wow. There was a ton of material. So I loved working on that book. And when I had finished it, I thought, I want to write another book about Julia Child. Well, (laughs) they don't let you do that. I I started thinking about other women. And I had always written about women and food, and they'd always been the women that we associate with food, like Julia Child or Fanny Farmer, who appeared in my first book, or Poppy Cannon, who was a cookbook author of the 50s. They were food people. And as I I thought about it, I realized over over weeks and really months, you don't have to be Julia Child have a relationship with food. We all do. You don't have to have written a cookbook to have had a life that engages with food. In fact, I realize you don't even have to care what you ate. You can forget about the meal the minute you stand up from the table. You still have a relationship with food. It's the oldest relationship we have. It's the one that starts the minute we're born and it lasts until we die. And we haven't paid attention to it. In biographies of famous people, you never see somebody saying, well, and this is what George Washington had for lunch. You, we never learn these things. And I think that your relationship with food tells you everything. I think what we eat tells us everything about who we are. And and of course, it's not just what's on the plate, it's how it got to the plate. Did somebody else cook it? where did we cook it? Is there somebody sitting across from us at the table? And how does that make the food taste? Do we wish it were somebody else? Did we spend too much on this meal? Did we think maybe we should have spent more? Where did we shop? Will we ever go back there again? What kind of a recipe was it? Why did the recipe appeal to us? Every question you can ask about the food and the table will tell you, will lead you to something about who the people are. And I had I had noticed this a little bit in my years writing for Newsweek. If you ask people a question about food, they come back with answers about themselves. So I thought, this is a way to tell the story of a woman who isn't a food person. You would use food as a tool of biography. So I started to do that, and that's when I started to kind of round up these six women, and I realized uh early on the it's a great theory you can tell anybody's story by looking at what they ate but guess what if they are not food people you're going to have a really hard time finding out what they ate <laughs> <laughs> the food people leave cookbooks and grocery lists and things you can study but uh if somebody you know didn't cook or had no interest in it how on earth are you going to find out anything so that was a a limiting factor for these women They were all well-known people in their time and place, which meant that they may have written a diary, somebody saved their letters, there's correspondence, there might be other biographies, there were people uh, in their circle who wrote biographies and letters and maybe mentioned them. So if you look at the life and then at the lives and the time around them, you can pull out the food, you can sort of make a breadcrumb trail uh, hmm. through their lives but uh but that was a a big factor in choosing these people. There were people I couldn't do because I just couldn't find the material but but i ultimately i did I did round them up. another factor, and this is more kind of idiosyncratic with me i um I only wanted dead people. <laughs> I did not want to talk to these people. I, in some ways, I'm still in recovery from all those years writing for Newsweek. I, I was a journalist. When you're a journalist and you interview someone and you tell their story, you're you're telling it in their terms. You must be true to them. You give you give pride of place to their view of who they are, and and you are the recorder for that. I wanted to in this book. I wanted to say what I thought they were. I wanted to tell their story the way it came across to me. So um, that's a privilege that a historian has, but a journalist doesn't. So I moved to history for for writing about women. And and then I found this enormous uh, kind of freedom. These people were never going to call me back and tell me they didn't like the story. I was never going to hear from them. I didn't have to... Fact check with them where you call up and say, "Well, okay, was it really orange mousse that you served?" And they would say, "No, no, it was chocolate." And I would say, "But the orange was right here in your archive. Well, I changed it at the last? That was never going to happen, right? No My retractions." <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so a. I just, Go ahead. Anyway, anyway, I just, I just loved that freedom, and it. I often had the feeling that I was writing fiction, not because I made anything up. Every single thing in the book is factual but you bring your imagination to it you create a character that's that's in some ways biography is like fiction you always need a character so I, I i used the facts to create and um i i think we we all do that we do it in daily life these women themselves used their own facts to create the person that they thought they were but i often thought if they talk to me, you know, from on high, they, would, they might well have complained bitterly about what
0: they <laughs> Well, the collection of women is amazing. Uh, poet and diarist Dorothy Wordsworth, the sister of William, British chef Rosa Lewis. She was known as the Queen of Cooks, and one of her champions included King Edward Seventh, the First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt, Hitler's mistress and eventual wife, Ava Braun, British novelist Barbara Pym, and writer and publisher Helen Gurley Brown. It is called What She Ate. Six Remarkable Women and the Food That Tells Their Stories. And I really highly recommend this book. It is fascinating. And, Laura, you've done such a beautiful job writing it. I, I hope you cover six more women soon. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find more about Laura and her other books at laurashapirowriter.com. laurashapirowriter.com. And, again, the book is What She Ate, Six Remarkable Women and the Food That Tells Their Stories. Laura, it has been a pleasure having you on Amy's Table today, and I look forward to meeting you and talking more about this book later this spring. Thank
1: you. It's been great to do this.
0: Stick around for another helping from Amy's Table on Q102. Q! It's Amy's Table with
1: Amy Tolman,
0: yeah! Q102!
1: Kristen here, reminding you not to do things. What I mean is, with same-day delivery for everything from gifts to groceries, you only have to do the things you want to do. To not do the other things, visit shipped.com. That's s-h-i-p-t.com.